Hello, 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 everybody. So welcome to another episode of Gay Men Going Deeper, a podcast series by the Gay Men's Brotherhood, where we talk about all things personal development, sexuality, and mental health. Your hosts today are Matt, Michael, and myself, Callan. And today we are going to be talking about getting your needs met. Yes, I freaking love this topic. I'm so excited to dive into it. Okay, so some of the questions that we're going to be answering are, what self-care practices do you have in place to make sure that you are meeting your own personal needs on a regular basis? How do you know when you're stepping out of alignment with your own needs and you're no longer being authentic? And what advice or best tips do you have that helped you along the way to figuring out how to meet your own needs? And how could someone implement it for themselves? Next Thursday, we'll be continuing this discussion in the Gay Men's Brotherhood Zoom Hangouts, where we'll have or well, you're <laughs> where you'll have the chance to share your own experience. I do love doing those group Zooms and they keep building and building and building. So if you've never come before, please come and join us and hang out. There is absolutely no pressure to talk or anything. You can just come and listen. Um, it's kind of like another mini podcast where you guys just get to join in and listen in. It's just lots of fun. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I would like to read our newest um, rating that we got, and we love getting the ratings. So if you love us, please go and give us a star rating uh, if you're listening on Apple iTunes, and uh, maybe we'll read out your comment if you leave one for us. So here's today's. A much needed podcast giving five stars from, I'm going to try this name, Marleek, Mar Mikarleek. We love you, Mike Arleek. <laughs> okay, and this is what he says. Such great discussions that aren't normally talked about. Such intriguing topics and great podcast hosts. Oh, thank you. Love that. Talking about supporting us and uh, sharing that love, this podcast and YouTube channel are listener and viewer supported. If you really enjoy what we're creating, you can support us by heading over to our new Patreon page in the show notes to continue uh, and contribute anywhere from $2 to $10. It really helps us to continue making content for you and supporting our community. And we thank you in advance because we've been doing this for over a year now. Um, and it's a, it's a little bit work so we thought we'd put it out there if you want to help and support us we would absolutely love and appreciate that so that we can keep bringing you the good stuff all right so jumping into today getting your needs met my goodness um first question is what self-care practices do you have to uh in place to make sure that you're meeting your own personal needs on a regular basis well let me start off by saying my uh my own personal needs are so huge to me. I used to always do everything all the time because I was an overachiever. We, as we all talked about this, we're all overachievers, we're all people pleasers. We were all like intensely like um, hypersensitive about that perfectionism and all that jazz. We've already done episodes on all of that. Um, so for myself, I really had to take a look at, especially when I became an entrepreneur, I really had to take a look at how I did things and how I showed up. And one of the things that I had to do was like really set very clear boundaries around how I do anything. Um, so what that looked like is like, I was only going to allow myself to work Monday through Friday. 
I had to absolutely take the weekends off. I turn off all my apps and notifications. I don't have any notifications on my phone unless it's a direct text message, a direct phone call or something like that. I have no, all the apps like Facebook messenger and all that kind of stuff. I have them all turned off because I know myself and I'll get easily distracted if I can see a bing or something in sounds. Absolutely not. So for me to protect that for myself, I need to make sure that I'm setting myself up for success. Um, case in point, I just had a go off on my computer, which is like very rare, but it was like an update. Um, so yeah, so setting myself up like that Monday through Friday, weekends are completely off um, and making sure you're taking care of that self time. Because if I'm not taking care of me, I can't take care of other people. And that's how I look at things. I can't take care of my clients. I can't take care of the things that we do here on the Game and Going Deeper podcast if I'm not in a healthy mental state. And that starts with me taking time for myself. So evenings and weekends are completely off. Case in point, I went away this weekend and I completely turned myself off from Thursday to Sunday. I'm a bit of a mess today because we're recording this on a Monday. <laughs> but hey, that time for me was just so rejuvenating to be out in nature and just like relaxing and not thinking about things. And I think that that's really important for us um, as individuals to make sure that those needs are getting met. Because if you are run down, if you are tired, if you are sick, you're not going to be able to help other people and show up in the way that you want to show up. So um, that's what I'm going to say for right now. And I'm going to pass things off to Michael and kind of get your two cents on, uh, on getting your needs met. Yeah, and I also love this topic. Thank you for starting us off, Callan. Um, quickly, I want to say, actually, you know, you brought up a really good point about notifications. I didn't even think about that, but that's definitely something I do, um, especially with um, Facebook or any kind of, I, I'm in a few group chats and those sometimes for me tend to go like off the hook, which really annoys me. So um, that is another really good one. But okay, so the question was, uh, what self-care practices do you have? Do you have in place to make sure that you are meeting your own personal needs on a regular basis? Yes. Okay. I would say, I think the first thing for me is about knowing what those needs are. Sometimes I'm so out of touch with what my needs even are because I'm so into the, the hustle of it all. You brought up a really good point at the beginning there, Callan, about the entrepreneurial side of things. And I think for all of the, all of the lessons I learned before becoming an entrepreneur, I feel like I've had to relearn all the same lessons again in the space of now becoming an entrepreneur. And so sometimes not even being aware that I have needs that aren't being met. So I would say for me, my needs change hour by hour, day by day. It, it, it all really depends. So the first thing I'd like to do, and I'm, and I'm very strict about this, is having mornings to myself for me to check in with myself. Um, so lately, I think over the last couple of months, I've set an intention of getting out of bed before or getting awake or getting up by 7.30 and getting out of the house pretty much amongst the first things I do, like, you know, brush my teeth, do all that stuff, and then get out of the house, either go for a walk or, or do something. Um, as the weather changes, I'm not sure how that's going to last. But during that alone time, I really check in with myself, like, how am I feeling? We you know, uh, before I get to the what, what do I need to do today, which is usually how I start my day, like I wake up I'm like, okay, what's my to do list, I try to create a space before I get there. Um, and make sure I'm checking in, okay, what do I need today? Um, for me, solitude is, is one of my deep, deep needs, like I really need to be 
alone. And this is not a disrespect to anyone in my life, any of my family, my partner, it's nothing to do with that. It's just, I really actually have come to learn to enjoy my own company. And when I'm alone with my thoughts and my emotions, uh, I can really do a lot of really good work there. And, and, you know, as you said, once I can figure my own shit out, maybe not figure it out, but once I can get a, a slight grasp on, on where I am, uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, then I'm like, okay, I can now go forth with my day kind of with that check-in piece. So yeah, I think that's, that's a big piece of it, getting outside, having that alone time. Uh, another thing that I talked about a lot here is journaling, writing in general, but for me, I really enjoy journaling. It, it allows me to, to ensure that my needs, I guess my need for checking in with myself is being met because you know as coaches we spend a lot of time supporting other people i think it's really important that we have to we, we check in to support ourselves too and for me um while i do have my own coach i also like to journal and that helps me a lot because i can kind of see where i'm at and, and let myself express myself very authentically very freely because no one else reads my reads my work i'd say one other thing is moving my body that's, that's another thing I like to do. So again, going for that walk again in the summer when I can, um, moving my body, getting out there, breathing in fresh air. For me, these are all things that I really like. They just inspire me and it just helps me to get outside and breathe in some fresh air, even if it's just for a few minutes. So yeah, that's it. Checking in with myself, being with myself and uh, asking myself, what, what do I need today? What do I need right now? right? Because my, my day can go from very low to very high quickly, or very high to very low quickly. I don't know if it's a, a Gemini thing, but it's just what I do. So that's what I'll start off with. How about you, Matt? I know you can resonate with a little bit <laughs> of that last part. Yeah, we were so similar, Michael. It's funny. I giggle. I always giggle inside because we're, I when I hear you talk, I'm like, oh, we're so similar. Um, Okay, so for me, this is a very alive area in my life right now about needs. Um, Callan said it from the top, um, people pleaser, codependent, lacked boundaries, <laughs> um, perfectionist, all the things, okay, all the things. I've, I've talked about it many times in, in all the episodes, so I won't go into too much detail, but I'm now really, really getting in alignment with my most authentic self, and it feels fucking fantastic um but with that comes you really learning about what my authentic needs are so um the first before i was able to really identify what my authentic needs are i have to look at what is my authenticity who is this new sense of self that's emerging that i'm allowing to be fully embraced and um there's things that um about me that i need to make sure that i'm getting my needs met right being demisexual is one of them being empathic is another one being highly sensitive is another one being a gay man is another one so i have all these little niches of who i am as we all do. Um, and I had to get really clear on what it is each one of those, you know, compartments of me needs in order to feel good about himself. And uh, this has been really beautiful work, but also really like, there's a lot of worthiness that's required to get get to that place. It's like, okay, do I feel worthy to meet my needs? Do I feel strong enough and vulnerable enough to share my needs with other people? Um, so what I've done now is like looking at like, you know, how can I practice these self-care practices? Um, I'm in alignment with what both of you guys have said. All those things are very much in alignment with me too. But um, I break it down into four categories. Like you have your mental, well, you have your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And within each domain, there's needs that I need to have met. Um, and 
I would say in the physical, um, one of the most important needs for me is going to be um, nutrition. Like what I put in my body is probably like one of the most important things in my life, because there's a lot of things that I just can't put in my body. I'm very sensitive to chemicals. I'm very sensitive to pharmaceuticals, um, very sensitive to things like sugar and alcohol and caffeine. So one of the needs that I have is to not betray my body because for so long, I didn't want to be different. I didn't want to be outcasted and I wanted to do what everyone else was doing. So if everyone was out at the bar drinking, I would drink, even though I knew it was horrible for my body. Um, so now one of my needs is to just be self-possessed, just do what is good for my body. doesn't matter what anybody else is doing, just really honor what's good for my body. So I think, you know, in the domain of physical, it would for surely be, um, you know, making sure I'm taking care of my body in the way that feels good for me. Um, mental um oh, this is a big one um i would say an area within like I'll, I'll i categorize mental as like um like intellectual and i think for me um a very important thing for me is um connection and um communication right? I'm very stimulated on a cerebral level. And I need this. This is very important in an intimate relationship for me. Like it's probably sits at the top, like maybe top three things that I require in a relationship would be someone who loves talking, loves communicating, um, is stimulating because like when I'm stimulated, um, intellectually, I'm stimulated sexually. So they go hand in hand for me. Um, so that would be one in kind of the mental domain. Um, so just making sure that I am obviously practicing what I preach, right? And, and, you know, being a good communicator, constantly looking for ways to evolve my communication skills, um, which authentic relating has helped me tremendously um, in developing my communication skills. So my relationships have improved a great deal since I started doing that. Um, moving on to emotional um, what would be an emotional need for me? Um, I would say it ties into communication, but feeling heard, feeling heard is a big one. Feeling heard, seen and understood because like I have had the experience most of my life of being different. I think as all gay men can relate to, we all have that we're different. Um, there's been other things that I've had to navigate in my life that have also really highlighted the fact that I'm different than other people. Um, and I feel have felt misunderstood. It's been a very common theme in my life, feeling misunderstood. And um, so when I feel heard and seen and valued and, and understood, I tend to feel safe and I feel like I can trust. And then I'm getting those needs met for me. So, um, and I think those things happen for me over time and slowing down my connections, right? I can allow people to get to know me. I can get to know people. So I think a need that's really tied into that need would be slowing down just allowing myself to really take my time getting to know people. Uh, this is really, really important in my intimate relationships right now is really taking things slow and getting to know somebody so I can really truly learn who they actually are instead of just buying into the story that my mind wants to create them into. Um, that's been a big learning for me. Um, and then spiritually, this is a really big one for me too. I, I have a very, this is a big part of who I am, my spirituality, and um, it kind of encompasses it all, really. Spirituality is a very encompassing term for me. Um, 
but the, the one that I, that feels in most alignment with this would be nature. Um, because that really is the embodiment of everything. It's, it's the creation of everything. It's, I can remove myself from, from the confines of my mind or, or my day-to-day life, my work, all these things that they are me, but they're not me. You know what I mean? Like they're, I'm, I'm so much more than those things. And when I get into nature, um, just something happens. I just feel like, if I can just let go and I can breathe and I can connect to my innate, my innateness, just that, that energy of who I am, not the stories, not the mind, not the ego. It's just, it's just the me, the the most me that I can be is when I'm in nature. And um, so I have a strong need to be in nature a lot. That's where I go and recharge. And I, I always, you know, I do a lot of work with empaths and highly sensitive people. And I always say like empaths are people, we we're constantly empathing for people and helping them move their emotions and their energy. And mother nature is my empath. She empaths for me, right? So I get out into nature to recharge myself, to fill my bucket. So then I can show up in my, my highest self to be able to help people um, with, with my um, empathic abilities. So um yeah i think that's that feels complete for me i love that i love all of it i love what you guys all like what you both just said i love um how you're getting out early in the morning michael like just doing you in the morning i think i could afford to implement a little bit more of that i think i'm too trigger happy on like you know i'm I'm that person the first thing i do is roll over and grab my phone and kind of look at things but i also i don't necessarily go and read all the emails and look like at all the messages I just see okay what's going on go okay I got some stuff going on over there and usually I go to my to-do list like my asana like my my daily like what do I have on today's schedule because then I can kind of judge okay how fast do I have to move today or how slow am I allowed to move today because if there's a lot going on then I'm like okay gotta get out of bed gotta get out of bed a little quicker make my tea a little faster and kind of like get myself together or can I do it a little bit more loungy and kind of like mosey around so uh, I love that you get up and give yourself that time and Matt there was something that you said that really resonated loudly with me it was um taking time and taking things slowly, especially when it comes to other people in order to not make up the stories about who you want them to be in your head and really getting to know them for who they are. Mm. And like, that is a huge thing. I think that's going to be well for me, but also for our listeners is that I know I tend to kind of make up stories of like, if I see somebody like somebody, you make up a whole story about who they are and all these other things. Even if you've just met them once or twice, you're like, Oh, they're all these things. But remember, when we meet people, we're usually putting our best foot forward. Not saying we're terrible, but usually you're kind of trying to put your best foot forward. So like, of course, you're going to be showing all those good things. Mm -hmm. So it's like allowing yourself to take that time and kind of go at things slower allows you to see more of their true authentic self. And yeah, there's going to be messy bits in there, but that doesn't mean they're going to be necessarily bad. It's just those aren't the polished bits that they've been showing you. Right. So I really love uh, what you said about that. That's, that's huge. So thanks yeah. for those. Thanks, um, yeah. Let's jump into uh, the next thing we're going to be exploring today, which is how do you know when you're stepping out of alignment with your own needs and you're no longer being authentic. So I think I want to hear your guys's first. And then I'm going to do mine after. So Michael, start us off. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
the first tip for me is how I feel. I, I trust my emotions. And for me, they are pretty much the roadmap for pretty much everything else. So, um, you know, again, it goes back to the check-in, like, how do I feel right now? It's so easy to, to go through your day. At least it used to be very easy for me to go through my day, going through all these moods and emotions and never really checking in to ask myself why, what, where is this coming from? What's happening? So first of all, the check-in from what I said before, but um, I'll give you an example stress when I'm feeling stressed, like the, like tense, like shoulders, like my, I hunch my shoulders, I kind of shallow breaths or I feel stress. That usually for me is an indication that I'm putting too much pressure on myself because 99% of the time, the stress that I'm feeling is from myself. Um, so I think the way I feel helps me realize that. And so I'll check out with myself like, okay, wait a minute. I'm feeling stressed. What's going on? Why, where is this coming from? Uh, usually it's because I've put myself in some kind of rush to get something done. I'm in, I'm back in my rat race mentality, which has been, you know, something that I've had for, you know, been a high achiever kind of person my whole life. And so I think that there's this, this rush to get things done. I have to get everything done. It, it kind of proves my, my worth. And I realize, okay, this stress is coming from that story and I need to check myself. So it tells me that my need therefore is to slow down. I'm feeling stress. I can usually equate it to a need that I need to slow down. And then the question, the hard part, of course, is actually doing it, right? Recognizing it, number one. And then the second piece is, okay, am I going to actually allow myself to slow down? Am I going to tell myself, hey, I don't have to get this done today? Or am I going to give myself a break? Whatever that might look like in the moment. Um, another example, actually, that shows up for me with how I feel is when I'm feeling resentment. <laughs> I know for sure for the work that I've done through my, my people pleasing is resentment is a sign that I'm somehow people pleasing somewhere, somewhere, somewhere along the way. It is a sign for me that I've said yes to too many things. Um, if I'm starting to feel resentment towards somebody or something, again, check in with myself. Okay. Where's this coming from, Michael? Where's this resentment? And then I can usually trace it back to that. Uh, I've said yes to too many things or, or at the end of the day, I guess the need is, I'm not taking enough me time and there is a need for me to uh, do more things that I want to do. So less about everybody else, more about what does Michael want, uh, which sounds very selfish, um, but it's not. <laughs> Sometimes that that is how you get back into sort of the, that authenticity is I no longer be being authentic because now I've given my time and my life to be saying yes to these events or, or doing too much work or whatever it is. And I'm not being authentic to what I need. What if I just need a nap? What if I just need to go for a walk? What if I just need to do nothing um, or my own projects sometimes, right? So I think that for me is, is, is the answer is, is how I feel and asking myself the question, how do I feel? Where's this coming from? And tracing it back to some unmet need. How about I you, Matt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine, mine's going to be very similar um, to that. I think, you know, you, you look at the word authenticity and it's like, what is the most authentic aspect of our nature, right? Like our soul. And then on a human level, we have our emotions, right? Our humanness is our emotional world. That's always pointing us in the direction of what uh, we need and what we don't need. And I think, so if you look at emotions, they're, they're messengers of need. They're constantly communicating to us what need is going unmet and what need is going met, right? If we have joy, 
we're, we're meeting a need. If we have anger, we're not meeting a need. So we, when we're not in touch with our emotional world, we're not in touch with our inner compass. And I think that is a, 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 a take-home message that I want the listener and, and viewer to really resonate with. It's like, we need to feel if we want to connect to our authenticity, right? Whenever I do um, like assessments with people before, you know, coaching and we're doing authenticity coaching, it's always how embodied are you? How good are you at feeling your emotions? Because if you're not good at feeling your emotions, you're not likely going to be good at getting your needs met. And uh, this has been a big learning for me. Um, so looking at um, my, and, and, you know, within the emotional world, we have, we have primary and we have secondary emotions as well. And secondary emotions are still not going to point you to the need, right? So if you're looking at something like anger, right, sitting on the top, it's like the anger iceberg, right? It sits at the top, you have anger, but below it is all the stuff that's going on. If you're only connecting to the anger, you're likely not going to be connecting to the unmet need because you're going to root into anger, which this is my pattern, by the way, root into anger, deflect project, deny all that stuff. Anger is full of blame. And then it's, we still don't take responsibility for our unmet needs. Um, so when I look at for myself, what is, um, um, how do I know when I'm stepping out of alignment is likely anger. Anger is the first thing that I'm going to notice because I will be like, fuck you world. Fuck you, this person. Like I just send fuck yous to everybody. And then I'm like, oh, okay, wait, maybe there's an unmet need that I need to tend to. And what I'm really learning about myself is below the fuck yous is the sad, hurt little Matt that like wants his needs met. And like, he's not feeling heard. He's not feeling um, understood. He's not feeling seen. So he's like sending up middle fingers to everybody and he's defiant, right? And that I'm, I'm really learning to love this little person in me because he is just trying to his best to get his needs met. But big Matt has not been feeling his feelings very much in his life. So he's, you know, really learning this skill set. And, um, this has been a really big part of me, you know, stepping into my authenticity is learning how to feel. Um, I second what Michael said around resentment too, because like as being a people pleaser, most of my life, which is really a denial of your own emotional world, right? Please everybody else, codependence, focus on everybody else. So they don't have to feel their own stuff. Um, so I noticed for me, when I have that kind of visceral feeling of resentment taking course in my body, um, it tells me that I'm, well, two things, I'm not getting my needs met, or I'm not setting up a boundary, which is going to help me get my needs met. So lack of boundaries always for me leads to resentment or anger, um, or irritation, because people start to infringe on me. And I feel like, you know, whoa, like, back up. Um, so resentment and anger will tell me that. Um, another one that I'm very, very familiar with is putting a lot of pressure on myself. Um, you know, I've worked on perfectionism for the last probably five years, very, very deeply. And it's still part of me. I think it's just so deep inside of me that it's, it's always going to kind of be there to a certain degree. And I just need to keep it in check. And when I am putting a lot of pressure on myself, um, it is very, it, it, I just find that I get really overwhelmed. I feel like I start to compare myself to others. Um, it just leads me down a path that I do not want to go. Um, so I have the same rule as Michael in the morning. I always wake up two hours before I have any commitment so I can move slow. I like to move like a turtle in the mornings and I like to, um, you know, not touch my phone first thing. So I usually will get up 
and uh, do some sort of um, meditation or movement or something where I get connected to my body. And then I do my mantras. I um, work with my stones. Like I, I, I need to root into myself um, in an embodied way before I can move into my day. And especially days where I have heavy, like a lot of clients or something like that. It's really important for me to be embodied in, in my practice. Um, so yeah, and that, that, that will only, you know, um, that's only really known to me when I feel the energy of I'm starting to put too much pressure on myself. It means that I need to take more time to surrender, to connect to my feminine, to not be in this do, do, do energy, because, um, I love me a good to-do list. And I also need to like root into the energy of like, okay, nothingness, nothingness, like you can still accomplish in beingness, right? That's a big, a big lesson that I've learned in the last few years is, um, the divine feminine is just as much valuable to accomplishment as the divine masculine. Um, and I think um, that's been a really important lesson for me. So, yeah, I love this topic. I love talking about needs because it's so new and, and exciting for me right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Those are both great guys. And I think I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna say a lot of the same stuff. Um, when you're talking mine, definitely the two that came to my mind um, is anger and judgment. Because um, I don't get very angry. Like I'm not, I might get a little exas exasperated at times, but I don't usually go to like anger, anger. And so when I'm in anger, anger, that's a big sign to me. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like what is going on? And it's very rare that that happens, but that's when I know, okay, something is very out of alignment here because this is not who I am. And um, usually that's if I'm letting somebody push me and push my boundaries and I've not held on to them or they've jumped over those boundaries, regardless of how upfront I was about those boundaries, that really gets me. And that goes into like the whole, you know, consent conversation of, you know, just personal boundaries of like, you know, if you're out and about and somebody like grabs your ass or like touches you and you're like, don't touch me. And like, it's been clear. And then they try and go again. And you're just like, oh my goodness. Like I literally just said that, like that kind of stuff gets me angry, but it's because somebody else is like, you know, crossing my boundaries. Um, but just in everyday life, if I've set up a boundary for myself and it continuously keeps getting pushed aside, that's when I, that's when I start to get angry. I'm like, okay, I need to be firmer with my boundaries because I know that those help keep me in alignment and help keep me happy. Um, so I definitely resonate with you on the, on the boundaries front, Matt. Mm -hmm. Um, and another one that I know that I'm out of alignment, um, is judgment if I'm judging other people, because then that means I'm playing like a comparison game or like I'm a better than thou game. Like, and that is not in alignment with my authentic self. Um, so when I start judging other people or doing things like that, I'm like, what does it matter if this person is doing that thing over there? Is it affecting me? Is it affecting my life? No. And that's why I need to take a step back and I'm, and I have to think, okay, have I gotten wrapped up in the you know, getting along with everybody and everybody else has kind of been a bit of a judgy mood. And this is how we're communicating today. And I have to take a step back and go, okay, well, I don't want to communicate like that today. So how can I reroute back into myself and get back into alignment with myself and like shift the conversation or drop the judgmental talk that's going on in my head? Um, Cause it's just, 
I don't like judging people, but it's something that's so deeply rooted in our society and in our consciousness that like so many people, that's how they get along. Like that's how they, I think Michael, you've talked about this quite often about your friend who you're like, all we did together was like, you know, bitch and judge and like gab about other people, but in like a not so nice way. And so you had to really make a conscious effort to be like, okay, if we're going to continue being friends and have a friendship, we need to have conversations in this direction. Of course that takes time and it's a journey, but like, that's, that's the kind of shiz that goes on in my mind that I'm like, "Mm -mm, you out of alignment. And that's also how I know. That's also how I know if I am truly around people who are my people, or if I'm around people who are just filling a void of space. So it's like, if you're hanging out with people and like your energy is going into kind of like that catty, sassy, judgmental, like sassy could be fun or, you know, in the gay community, you can have a bit of like some shade and some sass, but there's a difference between sass and shade when it's like good hearted, well-meaning natured and like everybody's in on the joke. And it's not every day, it's not all the time. It's just like fun here and there. And then there's a difference when it's like coming from that judgmental or that like mean spirited energy. And like, you can tell the difference when that goes on because people are like, ooh, that was, that actually wasn't nice. Um, so when I'm with a group of people specifically and I, and I feel like that judgment is coming out, that's when I go, oh, are these really my people? Are, you know, are these people that I'm just going to like maybe keep at an arm's length or keep at acquaintance length? And that also can come back to me because I go, okay, if I'm rooted in my authenticity and I'm rooted in myself, even if those people are doing that, I still have the power to contribute to the conversation and steer it a different direction. Mm-hmm. So maybe I then need to take it upon myself and steer it in a different direction. And if they follow and they do migrate to a more positive kind of like way of speaking in that, then, okay, maybe they just needed to learn that this is a safe space for us to talk like that. Cause you know, everybody's default is like to poke, to make fun of, to be sassy, to be judgmental. Cause that's how people communicate. Um, and if they don't follow then, okay, girl. I mean, you're not for me, have a good one. Um, And then that's how I know that my people are really my people is because like, we never go in, like us three never go into the, like, I mean, I said, never say never, but very, very rarely do we have judgmental talk or kind of that kind of talk come up amongst us. Like, it's always like, I always feel fulfilled. I always feel I'm seen and heard, like you were talking about, Matt. I always feel seen and heard and appreciated. And that's how I know I'm like, okay, well, this is like, this is the space where, you know, keep cultivating more of this into your life. And I think the more we do this work, the more that that does naturally come to us. Just look at our, you know, our Facebook group, the Gay Men's Brotherhood. That's what we're cultivating in that group. We're cultivating that energy of like, bring your authentic self kind of, you know, it's going to have some vulnerability in there, but the more people see it from others, I'm seeing so many posts lately of people coming around being like, oh, I've been in this group for months but I've never introduced myself, but now they've seen the proof of other people coming in, like the support that you get. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're only going to learn how to do that if you put yourself into that environment to kind of expose yourself to it and learn and grow. And I've even seen people who were a bit maybe sassier, more judgmental at the beginning, kind of drop that BS, drop that mask and go, okay, that's not the energy for here and start learning how to communicate in those different ways. Um, so yeah, so I know I'm stepping out of my alignment um, and, and meeting my needs when I drop into anger and judgment. That's, that's for sure. Um, 
All right, let's jump into the next one. And the last one we're going to be exploring here. Um, I'll just make a comment. I want to yeah. make a comment oh, yeah, about yeah. what you said, because I think it's important. Um, there's a, there's so much cattiness and judgment in the gay community. Um, I'm going to bring voice to that right now. Um, I've been around it. Um, I participated in, in my early 20s, and I made a commitment to myself, probably when I was like in my late 20s, after reading... Um, Don, uh, Ruel, Don, Don Miguel Miguel Ruiz, Ruiz yeah. uh, the four agreements. Yeah, um, nice. and it, one of them is be impeccable with your word. And I, I, I had a real, a, a revelation in, in, in one of those moments when I was reading that book that, you know, people who are willing to talk shit with you about somebody else are likely willing to talk shit about you to other people. And it's really important to note that because, you know, when we do our healing work and we become integrated in closer to our authentic self, we don't, we don't need to talk shit about other people because we're happy with ourselves. And usually people who are talking poorly behind people's backs are people that aren't happy with themselves and they're treating others the way that they're treating themselves. And they're just externalizing their own inner dialogue, right, with other people. So just be really mindful of that. Like for, for people that are listening right now, like be mindful and pay attention to people that are willing to go in those dark, nasty places with you and in, in talking behind other people's backs, they're likely to throw you under that same bus um, in, a, in, a, in a different conversation. So don't be that person. Nobody wants to be around people like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for putting that out there. Because mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. And I think even Brene Brown, I can't remember what book because I've listened to all of them. Um, pardon me, but she talks about this, the vault. Is it the vault? Oh, yeah, braving. I think it's braving. Mm. And so she talks about it in braving. It's just like, okay, well, if you come and tell me something that you shouldn't be telling me, then I now have to put you in this category of like, okay, well, I can't tell you things because I can't trust you to be a vault for the things that we share. So the things that are like, this is just for you and I, I need to be able to trust you with that. And you look at, you see those people around you and you notice, you go, okay, well, this person has never said anything about other people to me. I feel like I can trust them and you build that relationship. But then if you have friends who constantly tell you other people's business and then you tell them a secret and they go tell somebody else and then you get mad about it, well, like, what did you expect? Like you were part of the conversation of talking shit about somebody else. And then you're surprised when they go and tell somebody your secrets, like, I mean, actions speak louder than words. So I'm really glad that you brought that up because it's it's very true. And yeah. I mean, none of us are perfect. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, you say, you, I, I, I don't talk shit about people. I will make observations and things known to specific people be like, oh, this, this other person is not my people. And it's because of, you know, you know, maybe one thing or the other, but it's not talking shit. It's just like, yeah, they're not my person. And then that's the end of the conversation. It's not like a deep dive of like, back and forth volleying kind of a thing. So, um, but I do even try and limit that because that still again goes in judgment. It's like, oh yeah, they're not my people, not my thing. So yeah. thanks for that. Mm -hmm. All right, diving into the last bit here, um, we are gonna be talking about what advice or best tips do you have that have helped you along the way to figuring out how to meet your own needs and how could someone implement it for themselves? So advice or best tips, to help someone along figuring out their own needs. So I'm gonna trace this back to something I think you said Matt earlier about, um, I don't know if you use this wording, but like the mother Teresa, like giving of yourself, taking care of everybody, like focusing on everybody else. Mm -hmm. But to me, I always look at a lot of those people and I go, okay, have you done the inside work? 
and you're doing that out of kindness or have you not done the inside work and you're doing that out of avoidance. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first, my first tip would be, even though it can be scary, give yourself the time to get to know yourself, sit with yourself, figure out what your needs are, figure out what you need in your life in order to um, be able to express these things. Because if you don't know what you need, you can't communicate that effectively to other people. Other people aren't mind readers. They're not, they don't know what's going on in your head. You're the only person who's spending 100% of the time up in here, right? So you can't assume other people know what you need from them. And this drives me crazy, especially when I see it in relationships where people are like, well, you should just know. Like, you should just know. I'm like, (laughs) what do you mean? I should just know. Like, you can't assume somebody knows something if you've not properly communicated it. Um, And and I like to use this in specifically relationships, like romantic relationships. It can be in all, but like in a romantic relationship where, uh, where you're starting things off fresh and new, a lot of that building happens at the beginning. And if you don't know what your needs are, and if you can't communicate those things properly, you can't assume the other person is just going to know because your, your journey of growing up is different than everybody else's. And so your assumptions that you're making are going to be completely different than somebody else's assumptions growing up. Me growing up very like middle, low class in Vancouver and how I was raised is going to be different than somebody who's raised in Europe with like maybe more family values and, and European lifestyle. Like it's going to be very different. Um, and like, I'll take a, I'll take an example of a friend who grew up in a very Italian household, you know, and they, I don't want to say aggressive, but they're very passionate with their communicating. And so his way of communicating is very animated, very passionate and can come across as aggressive and sometimes angry. And that's just because that's the environment that they were raised in. And that makes me want to run away because I'm like, this is too aggressive for me. This is too much because I grew up in that different situation. But in order to have that communication, I need to know myself enough to go, okay, I know how I want to communicate. I'm going to bring my best self to the table. These are my needs. And if I need to say, hey, I love that you're so passionate, but like the voice is like way up here. And it's like giving me kind of like these angry, aggressive vibes. Can we just bring it down to like a normal level? And that's not rude. It's not being a shady bitch. It's just communicating what you need. And if they can't do that, okay, well, I know that I can't hang out with you as much. Um, But in relationships, you can't just assume like, oh, well, this person does that or, or you're supposed to do that because no, unless you've told me this and communicated this to me, I don't know. Me and myself, I'm a very straightforward person. You want me to do something? Ask. You need something? Ask. You want, you, you want me to know something? Tell me. And I, it drives me crazy when somebody pulls out, the, well, you should just know. Or the best part is like, well, don't you remember I told you that one thing in passing and did not actually like sit down with you and communicate it properly. I just frivolously threw it out there and expect you to know that that's a giant key point of me. It's like, no, if something's really honestly a key thing to you, you need to give time and energy to that conversation and sit down and go, okay, let me communicate something that's really important to me. And for me, that would be, hey, I really want to get to know you. I really enjoy being around you. 
I need to communicate to you that I also very much need my own space and I value my own space. And it does not mean I'm not interested in you. It does not mean I'm ignoring you. It does not mean that I'm not interested in you. It does not mean that I'm not falling for you. It just means that to be a happy, authentic, caring individual that I am and to give you the energy that I do, I need to take care of myself first and I need to just have some of that. So maybe that means I only see you once or twice a week instead of every single day. But that's like an actual conversation you sit down and you have. Um, so that would probably be my, uh, my advice and tips is like, just spend time getting to know what your needs are first. And then that way you can properly communicate them later. But if you don't do that first bit, if you don't actually figure out what that is, then how is anybody else going to know either, right? You're just going to be running through life, waving your hands and be like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's me. What about, what about you? Let's go to Matt. <laughs> Go to me, okay. Um, I wasn't expecting that. Mm. Um, we can go to my, me on my toes. We can go no, to no, my I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I, I wrote down three things here that I that I think are important. So, um, the first one is going to be to feel, feel, my brothers, feel. If you're not feeling, you're not healing. You're not understanding yourself. There's so much being missed out if you're not feeling your emotions, um, and that that there's so many different ways to explore that. Um, uh, yeah, like just really um, connecting more with your body, right? Oftentimes, I think when we experience as gay men, I, I say this, I say this all the time, but we have a lot of shame, we have a lot of trauma that we experience growing up. And a common reaction to that in most human beings is dissociation. We cut off our ability to feel and we live up here, up in our minds. And I think we, and then we, what we try and do is we try and intellectualize our feelings, we try and think our feelings and that doesn't work, right? Feelings need to be felt and discharged through the body. So embodiment practices, connecting to your body, dancing, um, anything. And that's why I'm so big on the divine feminine. And it's not about gender. It's about connecting to that more slowed down version of you that in, in the body uh, can go, it can be so beneficial. So I would say find ways to connect to your body and start practicing feeling, um, that's one of them. And actually, I will say yoga nidra. Yoga nidra has been one of the most effective things that I've done that has helped me connect back to my felt sense uh, in my body. Um, so definitely um, check out yoga nidra if you've never done that before. Um, and then there's two questions that I really, I always get clients to explore these two questions, which is what are, what unmet needs did I have as a child? And how am I getting these needs met now? Or are these needs still going unmet now? Because I think you look at, um, you know, development and the first 10 years of our lives is really record. And then the next whatever 60 years of our lives is playback. We're always playing back the same tapes, the same messages, the same things that we experienced in the first 10 years of our development. And when you can understand, you know, what were maybe some core fundamental needs that went unmet in your early developmental years, you're really going to understand yourself now because we are repeating the same things. And for me, I said, it was, you know, not feeling heard and understood. So you know, if I'm in a relationship or I'm in a setting where I'm not feeling heard, I immediately resort back to wounded inner child, Matt, that wants, just wants to have his needs met. Right. So I think that's, uh, those two questions will really help you explore that. And then the other one would be communication, right? You need to find ways to communicate because how can we get our needs met if we're not communicating? So that looks like 
being vulnerable and setting boundaries, right? They're two essential things when it comes to getting needs met and two essential things when it comes to living your most authentic life is like being vulnerable and showing up, uh, practicing authentic self, uh, self-disclosure and, um, and feeling worthy enough to get your, to get your needs met through, through boundary setting. Right. So, um, and this is, this is like life work. Like I make, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about it as if it's like, just do it. But I get that this is life work. I've been working on these things for years. Um, a beautiful container to do this is to come and join the, the Game and Going Deeper membership community because this is where we teach all this stuff, right? And this is the, the central point where you can come and you can learn everything that we're talking about. Uh, we release coaching videos each week and we um, have Zoom hangouts where we can come and into into community and connection with other gay men and we can work on developing these skills right this is why we created the membership so i just think it's important if you're looking for a place to kind of do a one-stop shop to do all this work the game and going deeper membership is going to be that place for sure what about you michael yeah you guys have shared so many awesome things as always Uh, i want to echo because i think it's worth repeating uh listening to yourself and uh you know listening to your emotions or at least, you know, feeling them and, and, and realizing that they are the roadmap. Uh, you know, I think for me, that's not even a skill. Uh, I knew it was a skill until, <laughs> until I kind of had to figure it out the hard way. Um, but beyond that, I would say, I think as, as you guys are talking, I'm thinking about my own experience and I sort of started on this journey of meeting my own needs probably in my late twenties after a very bad breakup that I took very, very poorly. And it kind of threw me into a tailspin emotionally, mentally. Um, And from the ashes, so to speak, um, I really asked myself some really tough questions. Um, I did uh, some therapy, which really helped a lot, put me kind of got me out of my own head a bit. And then from there, I just, I just took off because the the results I saw after very quickly were, were, making a lot of um, impact in my work life, love life, social life, everything. So I would say the first thing that happened though, is self-worth. Like you're, you're not going to listen to your own needs. You're not going to listen to yourself. You're not going to listen to your emotions. If you don't believe you're worthy of that. I think that is for me, at least that was the turning point. Once I realized, sorry, I say realized, but it's not a realization that just kind of happens. At least it wasn't for me. But as I began to develop my own sense of self, my own self-worth for myself, by myself, that is when I was like, hey, wait a minute. I I, like, I'm worth listening to myself. I'm worth uh, feeling whatever I'm feeling. I'm worth, I'm worth this. Like I'm worth spending time by myself. Uh, so I would say for me, that's, that was my turning point is developing that sense of self sense of self-worth from within, because before that I would delegate responsibility for this to a lot of other people, family, friends, looking for that validation. For me, my thing was sex uh, and dating. The, the more, the more people I could attract, the more guys I could have sex with, the more hookups I could have. That for me was filling up my self-worth cup, but guess what? Didn't work, right? I would fill it up for the moment, for the evening, and then lo and behold, an hour later, uh, there I was again, feeling lonely, feeling insecure. I wouldn't call it insecure at the time. I I think now looking back, I can call it insecure, but I felt lonely. I'm like, I need something to fill that up. So, you know, what happened for me was eventually that 
I realized, okay, this is just a numbing. It's not really doing anything. It's just numbing, numbing the pain of loneliness. And I didn't want to feel the feels of loneliness, sadness. I missed my ex. I, you know, all these things I was trying to get over it for myself. And I did that in the ways by again, delegating that responsibility to be like, oh, hey, you guy on Grinder, or hey, you guy at the gym or, or hey, friend or whoever it was, just make me, I was essentially saying to them, like, make me feel worthy. <laughs> and that's not fair to them. It's not fair to me. And it also doesn't work well because it's ephemeral. It's not going to last. Once I turned within, and I'll tell you how I did that. I, for me, in that particular case, I made a commitment to myself. I was hooking up like daily, sometimes multiple times a day at the time. And Fridays were the worst because all my friends had partners or they all had plans on Friday nights and I didn't. And that was the time I really missed my partner, my ex-partner, because we had date nights on Friday. So Fridays I committed, okay, I'm going to spend time by myself on Fridays and I'm not going to I'm just going to have a date night by myself. And again, at the time, I, I really want to reiterate to this to listeners. I didn't have all the language that I have today. I didn't have language about self-worth and, and getting needs met. I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, okay, I'm going to just do this by myself because the way I was doing it before was not working for me. So yeah, I, I thought, okay, what do I really want to do? What are the things I'd love to do by myself? And it was like watching at the time I was watching AbFab. Uh, I was watching reruns of Golden Girls, which I still do, by the way, um, reading books. Um, at the time I was, I was a big Snapchat user. So I was playing with like, uh, doing lip syncs on Snapchat, I guess these days it's TikTok, but, um, like playing with that. And, and while that still is a little bit of numbing in some sense, I did it by myself and I made sure I am not going to delegate responsibility for my own entertainment. Like I'm, I can entertain myself on a Friday night and I can learn to be by myself. Um, and look what I like, look at the difference, right? At the beginning, I said, I love solitude and I need solitude where at the time, it was the worst thing you could do. If you had to say you had to spend a Friday night alone, I would be terrified. Like, no, no, I can't spend Friday night alone. Like, what are people going to think? Blah, 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 blah. Like, no, I got to do something. I got I to I feel that. I got to find somebody. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's that's a big piece for me is, is as I began to spend time with myself, I'm like, hey, this is a fun Friday night. I'm just going to order a pizza, watch whatever I want to watch, you know, whatever I want to do and just do it and let myself do it and resist that urge to want to, turn on my grinder and invite that hot neighbor over, even though he's just two doors away or, or resist the urge to go do whatever it is, other things I could do. So it, it decreased my reliance on others at the same time as it increased my reliance on myself. And as that happened, my confidence began to grow. My self-worth began to grow. And I just kind of kept doing that. And, and, and it, my people pleasing eventually went away, not went away, sorry, decreased because I didn't need to perform to have people then meet my needs. I, I could just toss that all away and say, oh, okay, I could just be more authentically me. And, you know, this was, this was a long time though. Like this didn't just happen overnight. I really want to reiterate, this was a very long tumultuous process and it was not linear. It was ups and downs and mistakes and, and things along the way. And luckily I did have some support um, through therapy and then later uh, I met people who I could be myself with and I could share this stuff with and they understood, right? Kind of like we're, we're saying, your, your, your vibe attracts your tribe, as they say. Uh, as I became more authentic and as I, to your guys' points, communicated that, the people who didn't want to participate, they didn't participate. And that's okay. Have, have a nice time. But the people who did, those were the people that I wanted to nurture more deep relationships with. And some of the ones from that era stayed, some of them left. And the great thing is a bunch of new ones showed up, but I first had to make that commitment to myself for myself. 
So I think that's just a long way of saying developing your self-worth and spending time, mm. spending time, learning to spend time with yourself. And, and, you know, if you have, if, if you have to listen to yourself and, and listen to your emotions, for me, I, I like, it's hard for me to do that when I'm with other people. Cause I guess I, I'm just too involved with them when I'm by myself, I can really check in and do that work. So that's, that's my tip, my advice. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love it. You guys full of such good stuff. <laughs> Well, I think we're kind of gearing up and getting close to the end here. Does anybody have anything else that they'd want to end on the the last little boop here? Yeah, actually, I do. Callan, as the resident Italian of our threesome, <laughs> I could totally reiterate. I've had people come to my come to my family dinners and be like, "Why is your family yelling at each other? Like, is is are they mad?" And I'm like, "No, that's just that's just how we talk." Mm-hmm. So yeah, hundred percent. I get that. We we are we are passionate people, and uh, sometimes speaking softly is not in our in our genes. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, so good. Thanks for thanks for sharing that, Michael. <laughs> Oh, well, today's conversation has been absolutely amazing. I love talking about this, getting your needs met. It's so important to meet your own needs. If I always say fill your own cup first before you try helping filling other people's cup, because if your cup's half full and you're giving that water to other people, you're going to empty yourself up real quick. I like to fill my own cup. And then all the extra that keeps coming out, that's when I start giving it to others. But that's the only way you're going to feel fulfilled and still be able to serve others because otherwise you're just going to feel drained. I call it the Mother Teresa syndrome. Like you're going out and you're doing all this good stuff for everybody else, but it's going to, if it's continuously draining you, you need to reanalyze and look at yourself and go, okay, what's working here? What's not working here? Got to take care of you in order to take care of everybody else. Mm. I also always think of it as like, okay, well, I can change the world now and you know struggle more or if i make a lot more money i can help a lot more people that's what i always think and that's something i had to switch my mind about like in order to help people i was like i didn't want to make a lot of money because it's like no bad but now i'm like oh my goodness i could help so many more people because i can donate so much more money to the causes i want to see change but yeah those are just some little mindset shifts all right So to wrap things up here, I want to let everybody know that you can go and join our free Facebook group, The Gay Men's Brotherhood. The link is in the show notes. Uh, Matt also mentioned our Gay Men Going Deeper coaching membership, which the doors are going to be opening very shortly here. So if you're interested in that and coming and joining us and working on some of the stuff that we talk about in the podcast, you can do that. The link is also in the show notes to get on the wait list, but we will be opening up the doors very, very shortly here. So that's very exciting. And again, we've just launched our Patreon. So if you don't want to get coached, you're not interested in any of that, but you still want to help support us and support the community, you can go to our Patreon page, which is also in the show notes or in the description of the podcast. And you can go and you can support us there. You can get um, lots of cool perks. So you can get episodes delivered early and all that kind of fun stuff. So if you're interested in that, go support us on Patreon. We'd very, very, very much appreciate that. Um, And leave us a comment or a review. Like I said at the beginning, if you leave us a comment and and a review, we're going to do our best to try and read them out before every single episode that we all do together. So I think that that is it for today. I hope everybody goes out there and has the best day ever. Peace, love, rainbows, and we will catch you next time, everybody. Bye.